Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm beyond thrilled for this episode with Audra Dennison. Audra is the girl behind This Girl Audra on Instagram and YouTube, where she has helped thousands of girls when it comes to diets, hormones, exercise, and finding a healthy balance with food. Certified in both plant-based nutrition and personal training, her goal is to spread the news that hating your body, your exercise routine, and your restrictive diet isn't necessary, and there's more to life than food. She just released her Get Your Period Handbook, a 250-plus page ebook full of info on periods, hormones, exercise, and food, body image, and disordered eating, and 25 easy-to-make recipes to get your hormones going again. So if you have experienced disordered eating, orthorexia, emotional eating, a loss of your period, this episode is for you. You're going to love it. You're going to love Audra. She has so much insight just in this episode, but more so even in her YouTube channel, her Instagram follow her. She's a great inspiration. She's a great role model for women everywhere. So before we head over, here is the review of the week. This comes from AK Adolf and it says, inspiring with five stars. Love Maddie's transparent style. She's traveled roads many of us aspire to. Great to get her very relatable perspective. Go Maddie! Thank you, AK Adolf. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you have not written a show for, I'm sorry, if you have not written a review for the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave one there because that is the currency of iTunes that will help me get my show boosted up to the top, which would be amazing. It's okay if I don't ever get to the top, but how cool would that be if we could get more people around the world to hear this message of self-love and body love and freedom? That's my goal. And you can help serve the world by writing a review and helping that get a little bit further ahead. So without further ado, let's go head on over to this great show. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon a former fitness model gone sane, and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm here with Audra Dennison. As you know, she is this girl, Audra. She is a YouTube sensation, an Instagram sensation. She just wrote her first book. She's got so much amazing insight and wisdom. And I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me in my email saying, hey, you should get Audra on your podcast. And I've been saying, okay, I know she's she's scheduled. She's in the book, so I get her on. Um, so I'm excited this day is finally here and I've got you on the show. So welcome to the podcast, Audra. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be awesome. I think that I first discovered you. I had a friend tag me on one of your photos and was like, hey, this thing this girl's making looks delicious. I feel like you would like it because I love carbohydrates. Obvi. And you do too. So ever since then, I've been like, oh man, this girl is my soul sister, my food soul sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What, what exactly, um, what was the picture? I'm curious. It was your, just like so simple, but so amazing. It's like your sweet potato mashed with banana, cinnamon, nut butter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I remember, I think you told me this before actually. Yeah, I did. Uh, I just like to tell that story. I don't know why, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And the thing is that is it really is the simplest like combination but when you put those two together like literally it's a sweet potato mashed up with a banana and then you know you can add like cinnamon or nuts or nut butter whatever but even just those two things alone like totally changes the I mean it is amazing and I remember when I first posted that people were like what are you doing <laughs> and I was like no do not knock it until you try it and then everybody started getting on this bandwagon now there's like this huge hashtag about it and what what's the hashtag um it's sweet potato banana mash oh is the hashtag. that's amazing yeah so go on there and you will see like 
hundreds of people um, have like made these crazy combinations with all different types of potatoes and fruits and everything. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's great. And it's like, you know, you can eat it for breakfast, you could eat it for dessert, you could have it for lunch, you know, like it's, it's so versatile. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, so delicious. So let's go into your background. Go ahead and just tell us how you got to where you are today. Cause I'm super curious about everything you've been through with, you know, body image and exercise. And when you got down to getting that six pack and you got so lean, but now you're where you are today and you have a very similar message as me, you know, both trying to teach people that, Hey, the abs really aren't as great as they seem. And here's why here's what right. you can do instead. So give everyone that story. Yeah. So, um, you know, my whole thing is I grew up being very active and just, I didn't know like what diets were. I mean, I, you know, I'd seen like my parents or like friends or people like older than me beyond diets and stuff. And I never, I never like struggled with weight issues or food issues or anything like that growing up, thankfully. Um, and, you know, I was just like your normal everyday person, um, normal everyday girl or whatever. And so um, I went on my first diet, um, which was a, it was like the Atkins diet when I was like super in. And that's the only diet I ever had heard of. And my friends and I were like, yeah, let's, we'll go on a diet for uh, spring break. You know, it's coming up, blah, blah, blah. So we go on this diet and um, ended up like losing like a few pounds, you know, but I mean, I didn't even need to lose any weight, but, um, that's like when I was introduced to the whole idea of dieting and the whole idea of calories and fat grams and carbs and all that. Um, and it wasn't, I, I want to kind of clarify too. It wasn't like for me, it was just kind of like, Oh, you just kind of change out the foods you're eating. But I think today it's like so much more intense because there's so much more information out there and social media is huge. And, you know, I mean, you can have like 13-year-old girls just stalking people and what they eat every day. Um, and it's like way more like at the forefront of your mind. Whereas for me, it was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to do whatever. You know, like it wasn't an obsessive thing or whatever at that point. Um, and then as the years go went on, like I kind of learned more about nutrition. I got more into like running and weightlifting and stuff like that. Um, and Throughout this whole time, like, I mean, there was, that's years and years ago. Obviously, that was like when I was in high school and I'm almost 30 now. Um, but um, throughout this time, I also got into like, if it fits your macros and, um, you know, like there's a lot of like different things like that. And um, like you were saying, like getting really lean and having like abs and all that. Um, for me, that wasn't uh, healthy at that point, especially in the way that I went about doing that. Um, you know, cause I was doing the, if it fits your macros and like manipulating every single little macro and all that kind of stuff. And, um, throughout that whole process, um, and even before then I had lost my period. And so that is kind of what has brought me to where I am today. Just kind of understanding hormones and menstruation and what causes you to lose your period and how do you get it back? And is it fats and carbs? Is it calories? Is it your body weight, your body fat? Is it your stress? Is it your sleep? Like, what is it, you know? So um, once I dealt with that, I kind of just spent like literally like five years just researching and experimenting and talking to doctors and nutritionists and holistic professionals and traditional Chinese medicine practitioners, like all these people trying to figure out like what is the cause of this because I had a lot of friends who actually dealt with the same thing and then I noticed that on a lot of like blog posts and stuff, girls were talking about it as well and so I was like, man, this is really interesting. Um and not just for the fact of like, oh, I don't have my period, but there's a lot of really bad consequences with that, especially as far as your bones are concerned. And um, so I just kind of set off on this journey to, to like heal myself and figure it out. And in the meantime, I started helping other girls, which has just blossomed into um, my business at this point. Um, and so that's basically what I do. I help girls, um, you know, with period issues and then also just like normal eating and, you know, not fearing certain foods, not fearing like carbs or fats or, um, you know, all the kind of weird rules that we just make up and think that we have to follow or, you know, we read in a magazine or we see on YouTube or something like that, that we get ingrained in our minds to think, okay, I have to do this. And in the long run, it just hurts you and that type of thing. So, so, um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I've been, I've been through everything and I've learned a lot along the way. So I just like sharing, you know, kind of my insights on that and stuff. 
It's such a great story, and you're such a great role model for people that are currently in the, you know, if it fits your macro stage or the Atkins stage, and they can see that if they're losing their periods, there are ways to get it back. By the way, I'm sorry if you can hear banging outside of my apartment. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but I guess the trash guy or, or someone outside is just making, like, a whole bunch of ruckus, so... Hopefully okay. it's not too loud. I can't hear it. So okay. You're good. Good. Um, all right. So before we dive into the whole period, getting your period back uh, theme, let's talk about the if it fits your macros. What was that like for you during that period when you were doing that? What was the your mental state through that? Um, you know, it's really interesting because as I look back on it now, like retrospectively, um, my actually my opinions have changed on it quite a bit. Um and I write about this a lot in my um, in my ebook. But basically, the way that I like to look at things, um, and I'll just use like if it fits your macros, for example, since that's the topic, um, is those type of things like if it fits your macros or counting calories or you know maybe it's running or whatever exercise or whatever it is that you're doing or whatever you're doing from a health and fitness perspective. They're all like objective things, right? There's, they're not evil in and of themselves. They're just what they are. And so depending on the person and depending on like your goals or the way that you like manipulate it or the way that you're using them or whatever, that's when they can like turn good or bad, right? So the reason why I say that is, for example, I have a lot of friends um, who do, if it fits your mind, and they literally love it. Like it has like helped with their disordered eating. It's helped them figure out, okay, you know, carbs are okay or fats are okay. Or, you know, maybe they were like 250 pounds overweight and they started doing it to help like with their binge eating issues or something like that. So, you know, in those certain type of circumstances, I, I see that it can be helpful. Um, but then on the flip side, you have where it becomes very obsessive and controlling and, um, you know, you're weighing out like your celery and like your broccoli and stuff. And like, if you go one gram over, you freak out and it's just like so obsessive. Um, and so for me, uh, for example, when I started doing it, I, you know, I did all the research and stuff and I like, there was a ton of like Instagram girls doing this and they had all these awesome results and they were just like, yeah, like, I can eat, um, you know, like I can eat Pop-Tarts and Oreos and ice cream and cookies and like still uh, be fit and healthy. And that was honestly, that's what turned it on for me. It wasn't so much about like how I was going to look or whatever. It was more so about like, I want to be able to eat these foods and know that it's okay, you know, because we're just taught like, no, 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 no all the time. Um, So I did that. And that was one benefit to me was that it kind of showed me like, okay, I'm not going to roll over and die if I eat a cookie, you know, (laughs) like it's going to be okay. Um, But for me also, I saw as time went on that um, it got very like, it just, it didn't work with my lifestyle, you know, like it was just, you had to like weigh everything. And then like every time you went out to eat, you had to um, it was either like your untracked cheat meal or whatever or like you had to look it up on the internet or you know it was just so like time consuming and mind consuming and it got to where like all I did like everything revolved around what I was going to eat that day you know and like I had never I had never experienced that before because I was always just like okay well if I'm hungry I'm going to eat if I'm not I'm not going to eat, you know, but I felt like for me, IFYM got me way too focused on food and way too like into like knowing the um, macronutrient ratios of different foods and stuff like that. And so that's when it really started affecting me. Um, And the really, really scary thing about this is, and I, I talk about this in my book too, is that I find that the longer that you go doing that, the harder it is to stop. Like it's almost like an addiction. Um because you are putting all of your faith and all of your trust in your app and in these numbers and in this perfect, like, you know, ratios of carbs, fats, and proteins and all that kind of stuff. And you get really to the point where you're like, if I stop this, like, what's going to happen to me? Like, am I just going to like blow up? Am I just going to like wither away? Like, do I don't even know how to eat anymore, you know? Um, And that was the biggest downfall to me was because it kind of produces this fear inside of you of like, oh my gosh, like if my phone dies or my 
scale runs out of batteries or something or, you know, I go to a restaurant and there's no, like, nutritional information. Like, it's just too much, you know, it's just way too much thinking about food. And I didn't want to deal with that anymore. Um, but, you know, again, like I was saying earlier, I think some people do benefit from it. Um, but in my opinion, I see way more people not benefiting from it um, in the long run, especially, and this will be the last thing I say, I know I'm just kind of like rambling, but especially for people with like eating disorders and even just disordered eating habits and stuff like that, they take it, they kind of see it as like, okay, I think this is going to help me do whatever, but then it becomes even more controlling when it comes to food and stuff like that. So, um, you know, my big, when people ask me like, what do you think about IFYM and should I do it? Blah, blah, blah. My whole thing is like, I'm not just going to go, no, like you don't need to do that. My thing is try it. And if you see that it affects you negatively in any way at all, then you need to stop like ASAP. Um, and so that's been pretty good advice, I think, so far, because a lot of girls write back and they're like, yeah, I tried it and I hate it and I'm never doing that again. So, yeah. And, and this may just be me like thinking this way, but in my experience, the people that I hear back, I love doing this. Normally, they don't love it. Yeah. And yeah. they just say they do. So I'm yeah. very wary when people say like, I'm doing this, but I really love it because through other conversations, it's very apparent and it's very obvious that they hate it, but they're controlled by it. And they're doing exactly what I used to do because I used to say to people, I love it like through gritted teeth because I mm-hmm. didn't want anyone to like see through me and know that, no, I'm really actually suffering and I hate yeah. this, but I don't know how to let go of it. And it is now two and a half years past that period when I was doing that obsessively and I'm still when I see food I'm like I immediately go to my measuring cup still I'm like oh you know this much rice is how much I normally eat which is still quite a bit like I'm not saying I use like a half cup sometimes I use two cups but you know like for me it's still that habit that I feel like I need to reach for those measuring tools I don't use my scale anymore but at a time, I couldn't have even imagined not using that scale because I oh, was yeah, so yeah. just like four ounces of this, four ounces of that. And and then what would happen is after I would log it in, I still didn't feel like there was enough control. Like even the most controlling way to know how much you eat wasn't enough for me. Even mm-hmm. if it's your macros, I would log in every macro. But then I would second guess something and I'd be like, wait a minute was that actually five ounces of chicken? And then I would like go back and then see how that would change my macros. And then I'd be like, oh no, I actually had an extra tablespoon of this. So then I would add that and it would just like keep going and keep going yeah. and like, like, <laughs> keep second guessing myself. And it was just one of the most dangerous things for me. And so poisonous to my mind to start seeing food as numbers, looking mm-hmm. at a plate and saying, okay, you know, this many grams, this many grams, this many grams, not nourishment like yeah yeah filling delicious food it was just numbers a big math equation for dinner yeah and I think um you you made a good point like um the whole like you know second guessing yourself and stuff like that and you know I, I mean I used to get emails from girls being like can you help me figure out my macros like I how many what should the ratio be and when do I increase and when do I change and it's just my biggest thing with this is like your body is not a machine. It's not like a like a program that you just hit buttons and it's automatically going to give you these results. That's not how it works. You know, your metabolism is changing all the time. Your hunger is changing. Like everything is changing with your body all the time. And to think that like you can just program it to do something based off of these numbers isn't always um, going to work that way. And for me, it's even more so like mentally, you know, like you might get a certain physical response, like your body might change, you might lose some body fat or whatever, but mentally, it's just not worth it. You know, like I would rather weigh 10 pounds more and eat what I like to eat than be like obsessively like looking at a calorie counting app all day long to make sure that I hit my protein for that day. You know, like, and the and another dangerous thing that I was just thinking of that really I think messes a lot of people up, it's like I was saying earlier, you forget how to eat and you forget like what real hunger is. And so like there would be times, um, <clears throat> and I'm sure this happened with you too, like you're at the end of the day and you've hit all of your macros and you're like still hungry. And you're like, no, like I can't go eat though. You know, like maybe you 
had a really busy day or you worked out extra that day or you walked extra or like, you know, you're just hungry for whatever reason, but you're like, I can't eat anymore because my app says I can't. And so you go to bed hungry. Um, whereas on the flip side, like maybe you're not hungry anymore, but your app says you have to eat more. And so you're sitting there just like shoving food in your face and you're just like, I'm not even hungry. I don't even want this, but I have to eat it to hit my macros. And it's like totally goes against like what your body is trying to tell you to do. Um, and that was something that just really bothered me because, you know, there'd be times like I would, I would eat and I wasn't hungry and then I would not eat and I was starving, you know, and it's just like totally messing up your body signals. And, um, you know, I mean, there's so many like cons to it. It's not even funny. I mean, and I don't want to sit here and just bash it because again, I know that some people do like it or whatever. Um, but it is, I, I really do think it places way too much emphasis and thought and time and energy on food, you know, and, you know, food should be enjoyed and, you should choose nutritious stuff and choose fun stuff and that kind of thing. But um, to just like your whole day is revolved around that, you know, is just, I, I just didn't want to do it. Like I couldn't do it, you know. Um, so, yeah, that and, you know, also another thing about it, you have to fix your own like little meals, you know, and it gets really, really difficult to um, go over to people's houses or cook for your family and stuff like that. Cause it's like you cook them stuff and then you make your own little mm-hmm. weighed out like portion type of thing. And it, it just, I don't know. It just kind of takes you away from just living a normal lifestyle in my opinion. Um, or at least it did for me and for the people I've talked to too. But, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. What you said earlier, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, I love it. Like it's working for me, whatever, but really they they hate it. And I think, I honestly think they love it at first. Like I I loved it at first. I was like, yes, like I'm eating like 10 Oreos a day if I want to, you know, like I can eat all this food. But then over time it just got way too obsessive and like restrictive and I was like, okay, this is this is not sustainable um you know, and I I tell the girls that I work with too, um I tell them, you know, if you can't see yourself doing this when you're like an old woman, then why are you doing it now? Mm, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I said this in one of my videos actually, and people like really thought it was funny, but if like, think about it this way, if you're, and this is for your listeners too, like if they're doing IFYM right now, like ask yourself this question, you know, do you want to be doing this when you're like 80 years old? You know, do you want to be a grandma and you you're over at your house and you got your kid, your grandkids over there and you're fixing them like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then you're like, yeah, y'all eat your sandwich. And then you're over there like weighing out your salad or whatever. And they're like, grandma, what are you doing? And you're like, well, I'm, I'm just here uh, weighing out my, my celery. And they're like, why are you doing that? You know, and you're like, oh, well, I just, I count my macros, you know. And it's just, it's strange. You know, like if I saw like my grandparents doing that, I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you so obsessed? Yeah. You know? yeah. But I think, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say before we like keep going, I want to add on to that. And, and more so than just like seeing grandma doing that, it's important to remember that those grandkids are going to watch you. So mm-hmm. if you happen to be a grandma doing that, or if you happen to be, you know, 27 years old right now and think, yeah, I could do this when I'm a grandma. Imagine how your grandkids are going to internalize that and say, okay, mm-hmm. grandma's a saint. I love grandma. If grandma measures her food and that makes her a good person, I need to measure my food to be a good person. So mm-hmm. you're passing on those habits and those traits little eyes watch you mm-hmm. they absorb that and they want to be like you so you're basically passing on that you need to control your food to control your life mentality so just mm-hmm. wanted to add that keep going no and I totally agree and that's you know that's half the problem there you know I mean you're dealing with yourself and just continuing to do this for years and years and years and then, you know, you've got, you're influencing other people, whether it's like your spouse or your kids or your friends or your family, whoever. Um, and, you know, I think you have to be aware of that too, because like right now, like, again, social media is at its height. Like you see all these people and their bodies are changing and all types of stuff. And it's very tempting. Um, but again, it's very, it's just too much, you know, and like, I was watching a video, a YouTube video the other day, and some girl was doing like a Q&A thing or whatever, and she counts her macros, and one of her um, 
followers asked her, you know, like, do you think you'll ever do just like intuitive eating or will you always do IFYM? And she was like, you know, it's, it's um, like, I, I like doing it. I probably won't stop for like another 10 or 15 years, you know? And then at that point I reevaluate and I was like, oh my gosh, 15 years. Like I cannot even imagine, you know? Um, and like that is, and that's why I say the longer that you do this, the harder it is to stop. Like, because you were, you put all of your faith in that app, um, and just in the control of the food. And that to me is no way. Like, I just don't want to live that way. You know, I, I don't, I want to just wake up and like, if I'm hungry, I'll eat. If I'm not hungry yet, I'll just wait until I want to eat. If I want to go out to eat, I'll go out to eat. Like, I don't want to just always be thinking about food. And that's so unnatural. And it's so like, it's so different. You know, I mean, you spend, think about like, if you spent as much time doing other productive things in your life that you spend on, like planning your meals and weighing out your food and all that kind of stuff, how much more you would like get done in life, you know? (laughs) You're right. I always go back to that thought of like, because when I would get into that, I would get into it. I would be so obsessed and consumed and there was very Mm -hmm. little time to do anything else or to think about anything else. And of course I couldn't serve anyone Mm because I was so self-serving. I was just obsessed with how can I make myself feel more like I'm under control of everything. Mm -hmm. So do you have any steps or tips for people who are looking to stop counting macros and calories when they've been doing it for a while? Yeah, definitely. So like I said, I know it can be super scary, like being like, oh my gosh, I have to stop this. So, um, and I know, and for saying that, like, I know that a lot of people just can't do it cold turkey. Um, some people can, and if you can, that is where I would start first. Like I would just make the commitment today and say, I'm stopping. So at that point, you know, you would just delete your app, you'd get rid of your food scale. I would even get rid of your measuring cups and stuff if that's a struggle for you. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, stop. Um, reading food, nutrition labels, stuff like that. Like that, those are for the cold turkey type of people. Um, but for those people who like, they're like, I, I just can't let it go. Like, I need kind of to wean off of it, type of thing. Um, my biggest thing is this. Okay, so we all basically eat pretty similar meals every single day. You know, I mean, unless you're just like a world traveler, like celebrity, you're you're probably fixing like the same couple of breakfasts every day, the same lunches, the same dinners. You know, you might go out to eat every now and then, but it's not like every day is a different place, different meal, that type of thing. So, um, and not to mention knowing that you do IFYM, then you are, you know, you're, you literally really are probably eating the same thing every day. So my thing is take exactly what you're eating now while you're counting and instead of weighing it out and instead of measuring it out, just cook it as if you normally would, but don't weigh it, don't measure it and just eyeball it. Okay. So this is the first step. This is literally, you're just like, okay, let's say, let's say for example, you normally have like half a cup of oatmeal, a cup of blueberries, um, like a cup of almond milk. And then like, I don't know, let's, let's just say that's what you eat for breakfast. Okay. So instead of weighing that out and measuring that out and all that kind of stuff, you, you get rid of all that stuff and you just say, okay, I'm going to eyeball what a cup of oatmeal is or a half a cup of oatmeal I'm going to eyeball a cup of blueberries and I'm going to eyeball a thing of almond milk and with this you have to be careful because there is the temptation to to go lower and to say oh gosh like that might look like a little bit more than than a half a cup of what I'm used to weighing it out or used to measuring it out so I better like you know keep it that or or take a little bit off because I don't want to go over but that you don't want to do that. That's not the goal. Remember, the goal is to get to being able to eat normal and to eventually over time increase your your foods and increase your variety of foods and stuff. So I always say err on the side of more, okay? Um, and also like challenge yourself in this. Like you have to take these proactive, like uncomfortable steps to beat this problem. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going to be like super like anxious and just like literally just like knots in your stomach. Um, but that right there should be an indication that there's an issue, right? Like if you're freaking out over how much oatmeal is in the pan, there is a deeper issue going on. Um, but even with that, like just eyeball it and cook it and be like, okay, sweet. Like I've got my oatmeal, I got my blueberries and I got my almond milk. And then the next day 
you do the same thing and you do this with every single one of your meals. Like don't just do it for breakfast or, you know, two meals a day, like force yourself to do it for every meal. And then as time goes on, start like every few days, start adding in more food. So add in, you know, you've got your blueberries, your oatmeal and your almond milk, and then now add some peanut butter to it, you know, um, and do that with each and every meal and then start changing the meals. So instead of just eating your eyeball, like, um, oatmeal, blueberries and almond milk and peanut butter, now make some pancakes or something, you know, or now make something different. Um, and keep, you know, just kind of keep a good variety. But the biggest thing with it is, and people don't want to hear this, but this is the truth. You have to take the uncomfortable proactive steps to change. Um, for some reason, I think a lot of people think that like they'll email me and they're like, how do I stop counting calories? And I'm like, well, delete your app, you know, throw away this type of stuff, quit looking. And they're like, I can't do that. I'm like, well, then you're never going to be able to stop. Like you have, you have to take these steps. You know what I'm saying? Um, and again, like I said, if you find yourself super, super anxious and like kind of like freaking out and your heart's racing and stuff, like in the midst of like pouring some almond milk in a, in like a cup, then that's, that's a serious issue. Um, and so again, you know, if you can't do this on your own, there is no problem at all reaching out for help, you know, seeing like a psychiatrist, psychologist going to an eating disorder clinic and just like telling them what's going on or whatever. Um, because trust me, like you don't want to be in this forever, you know, like you, you, you want to beat this and you can beat this. Um, and a lot of it is just letting go of control, letting go of those things that kind of trigger you, you know, if it's the scale, if it's, um, you know, maybe it's like certain prepackaged foods, like maybe you've memorized the, um, macros and different things. And so, you know, okay, like if I eat this, then I can add that up, that type of thing. Like quit doing that, throw away your food journal, um, you know, that type of thing. And another thing, I, I will say this too, that would be helpful is stop following people on social media that do these things. Um, I don't think that we realize how influential or how influenced we are by what we see every day. So people will email me and they're like, I have all these issues. Like I want to have, um, like I want to look like this or, you know, I'm trying to do IFYM or I'm trying to do this, this, and this. And, uh, you know, I don't know why I can't stop. And so usually when I ask them, well, who do you follow on Instagram or what videos do you watch on YouTube? Um, and I can tell you why you can't stop. And I can tell you like why you have these issues. It's because you are letting this stuff into your mind every single day. Like that's it. You're spending hours probably just scrolling Instagram, looking at girls who do IFYM or you're watching what I eat in a day videos of these girls mm -hmm. doing this. And that, like, you don't understand, like, the stuff that you let into your mind is so impactful on your life. And especially, I think, with social media, especially, like, um, YouTube and Instagram, because Instagram is just, like, I mean, you just, you can scroll for, like, eternity, you know, just picture after picture. And of all this stuff that, over time, like if you're following 99% of people who do IFIM and that's all you hear them talk about, that's all you see them post about, that's all like they do and you're like, you're letting that in your head, then you're like, then I have to do that. And I've got to, so my biggest thing is like, stop following those people, just unsubscribe, unfollow and start following things that are, that have nothing to do with like IFIM, you know, maybe it's people who do intuitive eating that you want to be like, oh, okay, well, here she is, you know, this girl, like you have like Susie over here who does IFYM and she's like always talking about her macros and always talking about her body fat percentage and all that. And you've been following her for five years, but then you find Bonnie over here and Bonnie does intuitive eating and Bonnie's like, Hey, I had this for breakfast. And then me and my husband went out for dinner and we had a blast and you can almost see like the total like, um, I mean, there's a huge difference in these two people. One of them is super obsessive and like obsessed with their body and their food and all that. And the other one is just like, yeah, like I love food. It's good. But I mean, I'm still living my life, you know? And so follow those type of people um, and follow the 
accountants that are just like living their life. They're happy and follow accounts that have nothing to do with food, you know, Mm -hmm. follow like animal accounts or like quote accounts or, you know, like pretty nature scenes or something, you know, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like anything that's going to fill your mind with the right stuff. And it may Uh, even help to stop being the person that posts the pictures as well. So if like you're posting a lot of food pictures, uh, to stop doing that. And, and that might be a struggle at first too, because you have this beautiful meal in front of you and you're like, I want to show the world, but I think there's beauty in it when only you can enjoy it and whoever you're with and you just take in that moment and you completely absorb it, keep your phone away and you'll realize it's not that bad if you don't have that, those likes on that meal you're eating, or you don't receive validation for your food choices because that empowers you. You don't need a validation to eat what you want to eat. You just eat it regardless of what your followers think. Um, right, right. And to add also to, to add to that, it's funny because like yesterday I was going through my Twitter and Twitter's like the one thing that I haven't cleaned out. And, you know, cleaning out social media feeds is one of the main things that I I propose to new clients as well. And on this podcast, because it is so important. But Twitter, I haven't really cleaned it out because I never look at the feed. I just don't. I mean, to me, it's not like a a safe place for me. I'm like, I don't even know who I'm following. It would take too much time to go through and delete every or unfollow everyone. But yesterday, I don't know, I was like in a mood and I was like, I'm just going to go through and and unfollow everyone. I was unfollowing for about 30 minutes straight. Just once I got to, I guess, 2012, everyone that I had followed at that time were bodybuilders and fitness models and Mm -hmm. I was just shocked I was like wow no wonder Mm -hmm. I thought my body wasn't enough because I'm following all these photoshopped bodybuilders and I'm looking at all these bodybuilding men and bodybuilding women and all their food and I'm like this is such a no-brainer like I Mm because I used to be huge on Twitter before I got big on Instagram or Facebook I was just all on Twitter and it was good to be able to make lots of connections with people, but at the same yeah. time, I cannot believe those people I followed. It was just nothing but these accounts. And I went from having following 900 people to like 350. That's mm-hmm. how many accounts I had that were just bodybuilding. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. But um, yeah, well, and it's like I said, if you have like for your listeners, if you have issues, like if you're just sitting here listening right now and you're like, why do I hate myself? Why do I hate my body? Why do I hate my food? Why am I so confused over what's the best diet? Like, why, 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 why? All you have to do, literally, <clears throat> is go and look at who you follow, and that is your answer. Like, mm-hmm. you will, like, that's why, you know, because you're looking at bodybuilders, or you're looking at, you know, like, half-naked models, or you're looking at, like, you know, whatever you're looking, I mean, that's why, you know, so I get, and it's very, this is another thing. It's very, very difficult to unfollow these people for a lot of people. You know, they're just like, I don't want to, like, I, I like following her journey or whatever, but you have to think about like yourself at this point, you know, and realize that this is just, you know, Instagram or something like that. And if you don't know this person personally, then it's really not that big of a deal, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Focus on yourself, focus on healing your mind and your body in the meantime, and get yourself in a better state of mind, because that's what it all boils down to, is where are you letting your mind go, and what are you exposing your mind to at the end of the day? Yeah. So let's switch gears a little bit. I want to hear your thoughts on sugar, because, well, a couple things, actually, because you, though that you've given up all diets, you follow a primarily plant-based style of eating, right? and you eat a lot of sugar, I guess. I mean, like fruit, sugar, and you eat those Lenny and Larry cookies, like there's no tomorrow. And I have a feeling that you have good things to say about sugar when sugar gets a terrible rep. So can you tell us how maybe that's not the worst thing on this planet Earth? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So let me just preface the whole thing about the plant-based diet. Um, I know a lot of people who are like, oh my God, that's just another diet to be on. But for me, it's not... um, a diet necessarily. Um, I got turned on to plant-based eating or vegan or whatever you want to call it. Um, a few, well, way long ago, actually I I did it before when it, when I did see it as a diet, but recently I've come back around to it a few years ago, um, from like the ethical side of things. Like that's what sold it for me. Um, and so like, you know, there's thousands, it seems like different types of 
sub-genre vegan diets you can go on to like heal this disease or, you know, to be like an ultra marathon runner or whatever you want to do. Um, but for me, I'm just kind of like, you know what, like I just don't want to contribute to the animal suffering or meat and dairy industry, that type of thing. After reading and researching and watching d different documentaries and stuff, that just convicted me big time. Um, and so my thing is like, as long as it's plant-based, like it's game, you know, like I don't care. Um, and it's very interesting actually, like you can eat just about, I mean, I have yet to come across something that is just like a normal everyday food that um, you can't get like in a plant-based slash vegan form. You know, I mean, they have ice cream, they have chicken, they have bacon, they have eggs, they have everything out there, you know. Now, granted, depending on where you live, I guess your options may be a little bit um, limited, but you could still find recipes and make them at home. So um, that's my thing, you know, like I can get a vegan burger, I can get you know, those Lenny and Larry cookies, they're vegan and they're better, in my opinion, than any cookie I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, so there's tons of options, but um, that's, that's that. that. I just, I feel better and it's just, I don't know, it's just the thing that um, I've chosen, you know, for my life and everything. But um, sugar, so yes, sugar, um, sh sorry, I just dropped the microphone so you might have heard a big bang. Um, <laughs> um, sugar, I, I have mixed emotions about sugar because I do realize that there are a lot of people out there who deal with, you know, sugar addiction. Like they really do. Um, but at the same time, I think that has a lot to do with like the, I would go back to the root cause. Like, why are you always turning to sugar? You know, are you like, um, depleted in certain nutrients or something? Are you not getting enough carbohydrates throughout the day? Like those type of things. Um, but you know, so I like to promote a way of eating um, that is open and it's free and it's fun. You know, um, my whole philosophy on food is you have food, you have certain types of food that are highly nutritious. They're very, they're full of fiber. They have vitamins and minerals. They're the healthy foods that we think of, you know, like fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and whole grains, like those type of things. Like everyone gets it. Those are healthy foods. Um, but at the same time, there are other foods out there like, you know, the cookies or whatever um, that are fun foods. And when you eat those, you don't necessarily get the vitamins and the nutrients and all that kind of stuff. But you get like, it's just like a happy feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's like good for your soul. And um, my kind of agenda, like with my Instagram and stuff, like, yes, I post food, you know, like that's basically what it is. But it's kind of a different, I'm trying to show people that it's okay to eat a cookie. It's okay to have, you know, peanut butter. It's okay to have some bananas. It's okay to have rice. It's like all these foods that a lot of people are super, super scared of for whatever reason. Um, and I just like to show like, hey, you know, if I've eaten really healthy or whatever and I'm just like in the mood for a cookie... I'm not going to let some diet or meal plan or calorie counter or macro counter or whatever tell me that I can't have the cookie, you know. Um, and I think it's funny. It's actually really funny. A lot of people I've seen like comment about like what I do and stuff. They're like, oh my gosh, all she does is eat, um, you know, junk food all the time. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like you are not with me all day long. <laughs> like I eat, I actually eat very healthy. Um, I eat a ton of vegetables, a ton of greens, a ton of smoothies and fruits and nuts and seeds and stuff like that but at the same time I'm not going to fall into any type of trap that's like if I can't have a cookie or I can't have like a Lara bar or whatever like then it's, my life is going to be over I'm just not going to do that you know um but when it comes to sugar one of the major things that um that I promote about sugar is um it is a form of carbohydrate. So whether you're eating it from like dates or bananas or potatoes or, you know, like a Lenny and Larry's cookie or whatever, um, those are carbohydrates. And so I tie all of that back to uh, menstruation and hormonal health because I think that's where a lot of girls are missing it when it comes to getting their periods and being regular and stuff is that they've been told for so long, I need to be eating a ton, a ton of fat, which is 
true, you do need to eat fat, especially as a female. Um, but they're excluding the, the idea of carbs. So they're really afraid of carbohydrates. And so my whole thing is like you need to eat a good amount of carbohydrates. And I wouldn't say I'm all for like dumping sugar on your stuff. Like I, I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. I don't do that personally just because I don't really feel the need to do that, you know. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where that comes from is just not being afraid of food eating the food that you like, eating nutritious food, but eating fun food at the same time, um, you know, and kind of giving yourself the freedom of, you know what, like if I want one cookie, then I'll eat one cookie. Or if I just want a bite of a cookie, I'll eat a bite of a cookie. Like don't look at that cookie or whatever it is that you struggle with as like the end all of everything to where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't have that, I can't have that, I can't have that, because then you go off and binge on the, you know, 15 cookies, whereas you would have just been a whole lot better just having, like, one a day every day, you know what I'm saying, um, in the long run. So that's kind of where I am with sugar. It's, for me, it's more of just a carbohydrate thing when it comes to menstruation and um, just kind of facing those fears and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's great. I love that philosophy. I I definitely believe that when you start looking at a cookie or a piece of cake or anything sweet as evil and a, a bad food, then you're going to start to think that... Sorry, my dog is going crazy. That's okay. If you want to cuddle with it or grab yes, it, that's fine. Hold on two seconds. Hold on. Sorry. Okay. I'm no so worries. Sorry. No worries. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was just thinking that uh, when you give that food that label as bad food, you ultimately give it so much more power than if oh, you yes. just approach it with uh, nutri- you know, being neutral towards it. It's just food. And mm-hmm. those Lenny and Larry cookies are, yes, the most amazing cookies I've ever had. And I'm in love with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that video you had with your bag of cookies and I was like, <laughs> dang, girl. That's oh, awesome. you have no idea. Like, that wasn't even anything. We, um, like, and the, just by the way, like, I do not get paid or anything for promoting them. I literally, I just love their product. It's so good. And, um, it's funny because, like, we actually have gotten our families hooked on these things. Um, we gave them to, like, our nieces and nephews for, um, Christmas and they were like oh my gosh so now like they're all out buying boxes of them and stuff like that and I'm like yes this is awesome and it's they're such a good company like um, I've I've actually been in contact with them through email and they're very kind and nice and I just like supporting those type of things but you know I mean they're so good and um, I don't know I don't know how they make them taste like you know, a real cookie, but they do like they're they're just delicious. They're so good. My favorite one so far is the lemon poppy seed. And you like that one, really? That's well, my husband likes that one. Lemon is my favorite thing ever, and it, and <laughs> I mean, like I have lemon candles surrounding me right now. I have lemon lotion on. I use lemon spray for my clothing for my bedroom. Like I, I am just obsessed with lemon and lemon poppy seed, like loaf cakes or. I mean, poppy seed muffins, lemon bars. Those are my favorite sweets. Uh-huh. So when I saw that lemon poppy seed cookie, I was like, oh my gosh, my favorite yeah. thing ever has See, arrived. That is so funny because I I do not like, I mean, I'll eat fruity desserts and stuff, but I'm like a chocolate peanut butter cookie mm-hmm. dough type of girl. Like like the chocolate chip, The I do like their birthday cake, the snickerdoodle, the double chocolate, um, those are so good, but that my husband he likes the um, he likes the lemon, and then the the coconut chocolate chip is supposed to be really good too. Ooh, so. I have not tried that. I don't think I've tried the chocolate chip one either. Sadly. Oh, it's good. Oh my gosh! I have one so of the good. oatmeal raisin ones in my pantry, which I think I'm gonna love too because I love anything oatmeal raisin. So yeah, those are those are delicious as well. Well, I honestly could talk to you for at least two more episodes worth just because I feel like there's so much for us to talk about, but we're going to have to wrap it up now. So before we do the quick fire round, which is just a few questions I'll ask you, um, where can people find you and where can people check out your book? Uh, yeah. So I am on Instagram. Um, it's at this girl, Audra and you spell Audra A U D R A. And then I'm also, um, on YouTube at this girl, Audra 
Um, so you can just type that in. And then my ebook, you can find it um, any of my YouTube videos, like in the description box. I have it all listed out about, I uh, explain it, give the chapter, chapter titles, and then there's a link. And also there's actually a discount code um, if you order it through uh, YouTube. If you use YouTube 15, you'll get 15% off. Um, and then also, if you find me on Instagram, in my bio on Instagram, I have the link there as well. So you can just click it and um, get it from there. But basically, it's over 250 pages long. It's, um, it's called the Get Your Period Handbook. And it is about getting your period, um, like getting it back after it's been irregular due to, you know, stress or eating disorders or exercise issues or whatever. Um, but it's also about like, if you've never had your period, like maybe you like had an eating disorder when you were a teenager or something and you just never got your period, it can help with that. Um, but it's also like, I, I need to clear, I want to really clarify this with a lot of people. It's not just about periods. It's way more about like eating issues, exercise addiction, um, orthorexia, that type of thing. Um, because that plays such a huge part in, menstruation and stuff like that so I've even had like guys order it so um if you deal with any of these issues like it's it's all in there basically there's 25 recipes and um yeah so you can find it you can find it on my social media um accounts wonderful and everyone definitely check out those videos I love her youtube channel I don't watch all too many different youtube channels mostly just you know inspirational ones and hers are very informative. They're also inspirational. So check those out. And now let's do the quick fire round. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Number one, what does body freedom mean to you? Oh, body freedom means um, just looking in the mirror, no matter if you um, like ate a ton the night before or you maybe have a good t- or whatever like regardless of what you look like you just look in the mirror and you just love yourself and you don't really care honestly yes (laughs) you're focused on more in life than just what you look like yes exactly what is a must read book oh um well definitely I would have to start with the bible obviously number one um but I would also say um, I love this book. Um, it's called Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome book if, if you've never – it has nothing to do with like health and nutrition. It's basically um, like a, a novel or whatever, but it's really good. So check that out. Yeah. I, I don't know if we talked about this. Did we talk about this? I don't know. But uh-huh. I, I've read half of it. I read half of it I think in high school. Mm-hmm. And I was reading it with my boyfriend at the time in high school. Uh, <laughs> oh, and he finished it. I did not. I don't know why. I guess school. But yeah, it was a uh-huh. great book. I should pick it up again. Yeah, it's it's very good. I love that book. If you could interview anybody, who would it be? Oh, gosh. Um, that is a good question. You know, I don't really know. Um, I would say, oh, my gosh, I have no idea. That's I don't okay. know. I don't really like, I don't really, I'm not like obsessed with wanting to know about different people i mean i guess because it's already out there you know um i am so obsessed with wanting to know about people hence the podcast hence the podcast like this is episode i guess 84 and that means i've been interested in like 84 people's lives yeah that's true (laughs) yeah yeah um i don't know maybe like an like one of my old like great grandmothers or something i guess i know that sounds kind of boring but that's a good answer you know i think it'd be cool to just like learn about um how it was like for them and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff growing up. I don't yeah. know. That's a horrible answer. I was not ready for that question. So. Yeah. I, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> Quick fire round. <clears throat> it's a lot of pressure. If something comes to you, then feel free to share it. But otherwise, no worries. Okay. Um, what is a future dream that you're working towards or trying to put into action? Um, I actually, I'm working on a lot of different books right now. Um, so I've got a lot in the pipeline. So I, I love to write, like I love to write. I love to, um, I like making YouTube videos and stuff, but I really just like love writing. And so in addition to the book that I'm doing now, I'm also working on a keep your period book about once you get your period back, like what do you do? Like with exercise and food and stuff. Um, working on a book about Christianity and veganism. And then, uh, my goal is I would love, this is kind of years away but I really would love to do like a 
um, little like mini series uh, commentaries on different books of the Bible and about um, how that connects to like body image and self-love and womanhood and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of a far off goal that I have. But yeah, that's that's it. Very nice. Um, What is the best movie you've watched in the past month? Oh, um, so my husband and I went the other night and watched uh, The Reverend. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, it's the new one out with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's like um, in the middle. I think it's like maybe South Dakota or something. He's like a fur trapper. It's like a two and a half hour long movie and it is so intense. But the cinematography and like it's all natural lighting and stuff and his acting. I think he won a Golden Globe for it actually. Um, it is an intense movie. But if you don't like gory stuff, do not go see it. But for some reason, I loved that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's probably the best one I've seen. I've been uh, wanting to watch that. So now that you said that, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. What is your favorite way to unwind at the end of a long day? Um, I love going for a walk. That it would definitely be it. Just getting my dog and my husband and just walking. Like, we do that pretty much every single night. That's just kind of our um, little routine or whatever. But just kind of going and walking and talking about the day. And um, definitely not, I would say definitely not being on social media late at night. If I get on that, my mind just starts like racing. And I've got all these thoughts in my head. And i got to return emails and all that kind of stuff. So mine is just go for a walk, come in you know, maybe have like a cup of tea or something like that mm-hmm. and just kind of go to bed um, early. So, yeah. Right now, what is your favorite meal? Oh, um, I have been, okay, so there's the salad that I've been making actually, and it's probably going to sound gross, but um, I take a ton of greens, um, like spinach and kale and all that kind of stuff, and I put different vegetables like um red peppers and onions and um, like tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff like just tons of vegetable salad. And then I make this super simple dressing out of tahini and stone ground mustard. And um, sometimes I use water, sometimes I'll use maple syrup and it makes like this kind of like a honey mustard type taste. Um, I'll make a ton of that, pour it on top and then I put chipotle seasoning, pepper and uh, curry powder and just mix it all up and put tons of like sunflower seeds and walnuts and uh, hemp seeds on it. And it is, oh my gosh, if anyone is watching this, please go try this and then write me and tell me that it's not the best thing you've ever had in your life. Because I don't know, I'm I guess I get in these like little like routines sometimes where I just eat, like I find something I love and I will wear it out basically um and so this is the salad that i'm wearing out right now but it's so good it is so so good oh it sounds amazing that dressing sounds superb yeah what's a country that you have visited and loved or a country that you really want to visit um i uh actually grew up going to brazil every single summer since i was like three years old and brazil is just like the best country in the whole world um the people the culture the um, it's absolutely gorgeous, the weather, the food. Um, so Brazil is definitely the country that I love for sure. And last but not least, if you could challenge everyone listening to this to let go of something, what would that be? Um, let go of, uh, let's see here. I would say perfection slash trying to be somebody else. Um I would say focus on yourself, focus on your life, the people that are in your immediate surroundings, like your family, your friends, your job, like your little town, your community. Um, Let go of living vicariously through everyone that you see on social media. Um, Like let go of trying to keep up with what Susie's doing and keep up with what this person's doing and watching all these videos about their life. Um, because in the meantime, they're out living their life and yes, it's documented, but you're sitting there just like on your couch and your family and friends are around wanting to hang out with you. And you're just like in another world, like you're zoned out, you know? So put that stuff down, let it go and focus on like today, focus on the here and the now. 
Heck yeah. That's an awesome note to end this on. So Audra, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know I'll have to have you back again. Um, this was such a pleasure and you just have so much great insight and periods and metabolism. And I just, I enjoy talking to you. So thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Okay, everyone. If you want to get the links to all of her, all of her stuff, her Instagram, her YouTube channel, you can go to the show notes for this at maddiemoon.com slash mbm84. And while you're there, if you haven't downloaded my free book, 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession, you can get that there. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.